welcome to the NFL Blitz. Today we preview week 10 of the NFL season as Lambeau travels to Lambeau, the Seahawks and Rams face off in a put-up or shut-up game, and the Ravens face New England in a game that is less interesting than it was last year. We also look back at the Thursday night football as the Colts beat the Titans to go top of the AFC South. Plus, running of play three seconds late, 20 injuries for one side and more complaints about soccer's international break that's opening up on Saturday's NFL Blitz. And welcome to the show today, I hope you're doing well, I hope this podcast finds you in good health as per usual, good physical and mental health, obviously, as I've mentioned before. Remember to go to the sportsblitzblog.wordpress.com if you want writing about the NFL and other sports, including the most recent article about following certain sides in the international break, I focused this time on Dulwich Hamlet of the National League South and York of the National League North, there'll be two more of them coming up will also be featuring FC Saarbrücken of the Dreiliga in Germany and Rayo Vallecano of La Liga Dos in Spain, obviously. And by the time you're listening to this, the next edition of Roundup should be up and there'll also be an article introducing Rayo Vallecano, as mentioned earlier, which will be part of the following international series as well. So many Rayo Vallecano stuff if you support that team. Anyway... Let's crack on. And on the NFL Blitz today, Josh and Will, as per usual, hello. Hello there. Hello. How was our weeks? Uh, yeah, uh, decent. Um, uh, Christmas season is almost upon us, so excited for that. Oh. Um, oh, we've got boy. some great yeah. um, games to preview, of course. And uh, yeah, they're a little bit more exciting i think just because injury or covid lists seem yeah. to be really racking up in the nfl mm. so we'll, we'll see what havoc that plays with the, the results when we i won't mention well. the street because i don't want them to have any physical violence against them but somebody has already put up their christmas decorations in york oh my that's God. right near near me it's it is the middle of november it's beginning to look decency. a lot like november to wait until after Thanksgiving, if you're American. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was thinking I mean, Remembrance Sunday or just uh, later. Yeah. Like, I, t- yeah. to be honest, I do get it more this year, if only because it has been such a bad year that wishing yeah. it away makes a lot of sense. But hey, <laughs> we, we, we have a vaccine. Yeah. We do. Yeah. Theoretically, pending approval later this month, Pfizer, very good job. Yeah, um... Cheers, lads. Not being uh, paid by them, surprisingly. Yeah, this yeah. this uh, podcast was not sponsored. Oh, <laughs> no, we're going to have the conspiracy theories starting. Yes. We're big pharma, we're pushing vaccines we onto people. We are actually people. Uh, big pharma. Uh, yes. yes, to our three listeners, we are pushing yeah. big pharma. <laughs> a few things we need to mention, because we didn't mention them last week. I can't believe we didn't mention it. Philip Rivers fell over, like, on nothing. And then attempted the worst pa- um, tackle attempt in the history of humankind. Uh, and we somehow didn't talk about that. It's like someone flipped over a horseshoe crab and watched it kind of flail in the air. Yeah, it's like a turtle on its back. Yeah. Uh, help. <laughs> it, it was absolutely fantastic. Um, the other thing to, to quickly go into, one of the beat writers uh, in Pittsburgh, a guy called um, Andrew Filipponi. Filipponi. He he knows how to say his last name, so 
apologies, you're not listening, but who cares? He did his list of backup Steelers quarterbacks over the years, and it's getting a lot of heat on social media, as I think it deserves, because, I mean, some of them make sense, some of them don't, so, um, I'm trying to see, oh, he, he works for CBS in Pittsburgh, and 9.37 of the fam, but... He ranked his Steelers backups in the Big Ben era, um, starting from first and going through to bottom. Charlie Batch, Byron Leftwich, Dennis Dixon, Tommy Maddox, Landry Jones, Michael Vick, Mason Rudolph, Duck Hodges. That seems really odd to me. I mean, sure. I, sorry, yeah. I just I saw this and I, I knew I had to talk about it. <laughs> Byron, um, Charlie Batch first, obvious. Byron Leftwich second, obvious. Wish he'd stay to be an offensive coordinator because it turns out he's good at that. Tommy Maddox has to be third, maybe even second over Byron. Then probably Landry Jones, then Duck Hodges, then Michael Vick and Mason Rudolph. I don't know why Mason Rudolph's ahead of Duck Hodges. And I don't know why Tommy Maddox is lower than Dennis Dixon. In fact, no, Dennis Dixon should probably be low. Maybe even Duck Hodges. I don't know why he's third. It's beyond me. Anyway, had to get it out of the way. We had to talk about it. Let's talk about Thursday Night Football then as well because it was the Indianapolis Colts who who won in the end, 34-17 against the Tennessee Titans. I I can't remember how I picked this on the podcast, but I, I got a bit of a shock when I logged into my Pick'em this afternoon yeah. and found out I'd picked the Colts. You did? Wait, you wow. I picked the Colts. Yeah, I picked I'm well. Sure, I'm, I am 90% sure we all picked the Titans on the show. Yeah, likewise. Well, I picked the Colts on Pick'em. Uh, Colts by seven, uh, which right, surprises right. me. You do be looking kind of sus, Alex. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you a screenshot if you want. <laughs> uh-huh. We require receipts. Um... <laughs> as soon as I can figure out how to properly screenshot this, that is. There we go. This is a really odd game. Obviously, Philip Rivers, look yeah. at those stats. Uh, fantastic, but... Um, okay, Derek Henry had a, a, a really good game as always. He seems to be averaging, what, is that five yards per carry? Vaguely. Yeah, um, acceptable. Which is still acceptable, yeah. Uh, just, I did. I mean, I expected the Titans to get this, of course, but um, also the the, the, uh, the scale of this win, I think, is the right words. The, the mm. difference in the two teams at the yeah, end. Yeah, I only I said they'd only win by seven. Yeah, is is. I still don't know by one a Colts win surprising, and two the magnitude of it is is surprising still. Um, I'm not really sure what to make of this one, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. No, I mean, I think. I mean, I've I've said before. I think the Colts are a good side. So, sorry, Will. Uh, I I think they're I know, probably going to be at least in the playoff conversation, and. They've shown today they can probably go one further and contend for the AFC South. Well, they're, they're top of the AFC South. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, and I think I have to say, as someone who did watch this game, not very closely, because I was doing other stuff, which is why I'll be missing from the podcast for the next few weeks. Uh, hello, exams. You're not fun. But the Titans special teams have an extra special ouch tonight. Because they got a punt blocked and returned for a touchdown. They had a 17-yard punt from their own 27-yard line. And Steven Goskowski missed his eighth field goal of the season. So that's counting for quite a lot of the points that the Colts scored. (laughs) 
Um, mm. And I think really just goes to show, one, why you invest in good special teams, which you would have thought Steven Goskowski was because he played very well yeah. for the, the Patriots um, under Joe Judge, special teams <laughs> whoop, guru. Whoop. But he has had a really bad thing. And this is why, again, like, kicker is both the best and worst position to play in the NFL. Yeah. Because I guarantee you that he is not coming back next year for the Titans at this point. Hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely not. So, the Indianapolis Colts are 6-3. and three. They're the fourth seed in the AFC and leading the AFC South. They host the Green Bay Packers next week. The Tennessee Titans are 6-3 and... Yeah, no, 6-3. and three. It does this all the time on Pick'em for some reason. It, it has 6-3 and 1. I don't know if you can see on the image that I sent you where I show that I picked the Colts. You did, I have seen. Congratulations. Yeah. But look, it says 6-3 and 1, the Titans. It's so confusing. The Tennessee Titans are 6-3, and three, and they are second in the AFC South. I don't know if they hold a playoff place. I've not checked. I, I would guess so. Probably 6 seedish. I don't know. And they are travelling to the Baltimore Ravens next week. Anyway, we're going to go around the virtual room and preview all games on week 10 of the NFL season. We will be predicting as we go along and when we come to one team who we think are guaranteed to win, we'll be locking that team up. We can only do this once a week. I have the first pick this week because I've finally figured out who's meant to be going first. I was meant to go second last week. And if you want to complain, I don't care. Um... I'm going to go for the Seattle Seahawks, travelling to the Los Angeles Rams. In the intro, I described this as a put-up or shut-up game. I think that's the most accurate way to describe this. Seahawks having now lost their second game of the season, very convincingly, to the Buffalo Bills. The Rams struggled against the Miami Dolphins last time they played. Still hot and cold on the year, sometimes putting great performances, sometimes putting really weak performances. It, it's time for these teams to actually show us what they really are this year. The Rams obviously on a bye week last week, and and it seemingly so was the Seattle defense. They're still the worst in the league pass-wise, and whilst Jared Goff was unconvincing against the Dolphins, he has had good games. He really should have a good game this week. I'd be stunned if he didn't. The Rams running back committee really helps normally. Like like we said, it's kind of like the Kirk Cousins thing, you know, um, the run setting up the pass sort of thing. Which is a problem because the Seattle's defense is fourth best when it comes to the rush. Russell Wilson last week kind of looked like a single house kitchen contestant trying to serve the entire kitchen. He, he looked completely overwhelmed and... Yeah, he can't... He, he's very good at cooking. He can't cook that much. <laughs> um, he he needs the run game to improve. They were non-existent last week. And he really needs that because the Rams pass defense fifth in passive rating allow. They're much tougher than Buffalo were. And obviously, Russell Wilson around a 90 pass rating last week. Aaron Donald, obviously the best pass rusher in the league. He's going up against the 24th ranked O-line, which really doesn't help. No, this is... This is a difficult game for me. And like I so said, I like the idea mm. of being put up or shut up. Um, Russell Wilson can, can only do so much. And I think we've seen this defence become more and more susceptible as the season's gone on. Um, I think they either need to show that they are capable enough of letting Russell Wilson do his thing. 
you know, giving yeah. him enough breathing room to 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 go ahead because now he just doesn't have anything to work with at the moment. And on the LA Rams side of the ball, yeah, uh, Jared Goff struggled um, last time out, but I disagree with Will's view that he's a a fairly poor quarterback, to be honest with you. Mm, Um, That is the objectively correct view. (laughs) He's got a passer rating of over 100. Okay, but... His passer rating is near Justin Herbert, and we're all worshipping him as the next god. Yes, because no one thought (laughs) Justin Herbert would be that good. I didn't think he'd be that good. So when it comes time I put to him it, above Tua. I realize you were like <laughs> the only person. <laughs> Look, I, I barely get anything right in life. Just let me have this. <laughs> but um, but no, I have to. I have to. I, I think Goff struggled against the Dolphins, but overall he's mm. a decent quarterback. Yeah, I don't think he's yeah. at the elite level. I would uh, put him anyway. near the top ten. Um, yeah, I'm not, it's fair, but I'm not saying he's. I don't know, and I really hate Cody to do this Kessler. Him, but <laughs> I Just was going to say Daniel sports, Jones, uh, but and I really do hate to do it to him like that. But you know, Deshaun he's not Kaiser. Daniel Jones, but he's not yet yeah, like he's very much not like an elite level quarterback. He's mean, at yeah. most okay. I'm not saying he's Aaron Rodgers. I'm just saying he's probably near or in the top ten, very slightly. One of them two. Yeah. I'd say he's like 15th. I'd put him slightly higher. Anyway, the 6 and 2 Seattle Seahawks travel to the 5 and 3 Los Angeles Rams. Brain says Rams, gut says Seattle. I'm going Seahawks. I am also going to go for the Seattle Seahawks. I love this team, and I think the Rams are a very inconsistent side that can look really good one week and make me think, oh, maybe I should give them more of a break. And then the exact next week make me think this is why I don't re-examine my prejudices and cling on to them with the strength of a limpet to the uh, hull of an 18th century sailing vessel. That's what... Wow, that's... Why are you not studying poetry? <laughs> Unless you um, are, because that's what it sounds like. Because there's no money in it. Oh, be kind. Even if even if you're the poet laureate, you get like a barrel of ale as pay from the crown. Now, who doesn't <laughs> want that? Well, Me, I actually. I, I, I can't... Yeah, I, I'd prefer to get paid in, you know, money. You can sell that ale. Booze. This is a really weird cool. conversation. Josh, what are you, who are you picking? Ah, <laughs> oh, this is difficult. Like you say, um, I'm leaning towards the Rams. I just don't... How questionable is Cooper Cup? That's the question. No, knowing everyone question- else on the injury list everywhere, very. Everyone's questionable this week. Uh, but I mean, ESPN has him questionable. If he's out, then it's Seahawks because I don't yeah. feel like Jared Goff really trusts anyone else other than him. To be honest with that's you, very um, true. that's if you'll forgive me two seconds. Yeah, no, it's fine. I'll eat more of his salmon poke bowl. Yeah. So turns out, by the way, the poet laureate gets six thousand pounds a year and a barrel of sherry. Nice. Nice. Okay, got it. Okay, so... Someone who's not independently wealthy. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so looking at the injury list, Cooper uh, Cup was a limited participant in Thursday's practice. Ooh, it's difficult. Seahawks. Seahawks. Good, because I had already started writing out Seahawks. (laughs) Yeah, Seahawks. Anyway, Josh, you have the next pick. Okay. Let's see, Uh, we can get number two. 
Actually, that's a, let's let's have a go at number two, shall we? I always get these horrific. Or just wrong. pick your favorite alternately. Yeah, I want to pick my favorite. Actually, okay, no, I'm going to go for what I think's number two, which is Baltimore at New England. No, it's not. Where where it is that? Where really is that? Isn't. It, it's eleventh. What? I see this going one way. Okay, that's um, why. Uh, let's do it anyway. Let's do it. <laughs> You okay there, Alex? Yeah, I'm fine. Right, so this game, I don't know how competitive the Patriots are going to be with this. Um, obviously, we chronicled their doubles last week. On the other hand, the Ravens have won four of their last five. And seeing how well the Colts did, that win against them last time out looks even better. By contrast, uh, the Patriots have lost four of their last five, winning very slimly against the New York Jets, so I don't know how relevant that really is. That's um, kind of like a loss. A yeah. near win against the, pay- against the Jets is a loss. So the Patriots have lost their last five. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's have a look, guys. It's kind of so... like, remember that Gridiron Heights episode with when it, when it did Among Us? And it had Kyler Murphy. It said success, but it's just a win against the Jets. <laughs> that that's that's it. Well done, you've won. I guess. Side note: We need an NFL blitz among us at some point, but that's by the by. <laughs> Mark Ingram is out. No, he's not out. He's questionable for Baltimore. But other than that, I don't see many other big losses. Yeah. Um, on the Patriots side, uh, Stephon Gilmore is questionable. But again, other than that, I'm not sure how relevant the other ones are. Uh, like Alex says, I'm not sure how competitive this will be on a matchup prediction for ESPN. It's 66.5% for Baltimore. 66.5? We'll yeah, and I thought it would be higher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, because we didn't do the last one, 74% picking Seattle. You, yeah, you'd think it'd be higher, wouldn't you? We'll, we'll get yeah. on to that in a bit. Cam Newton um, passed a rating of 99 last week against the Bol- uh, against the Baltimore Ravens, against the New York Jets. Great. And now he's coming up against a team who not only can sack the quarterback really well, but is also tied first for blitz percentage, so even better. The pass defense kept Philip Rivers in check last week. Uh, for Baltimore, they held him to a 62.8 passer rating. I would not expect Cam Newton to do better than that. Really means it probably depends on the uh, New England's offense. Probably really depends on the run. Damien Harris last week getting 5.1 yards per carry. So they are actually improving. Rex Burkhead, 4.7 yards per carry. The rush defense over the Ravens is really solid. Every time you think, oh, maybe they win this way, you, you run into new versions of the same problem. The New England rush defense, 28th in the league. You can probably guess where I'm going with this. Um, the <laughs> Baltimore rush offense, the best in the league. So what's even the point of bothering at this, at this point? Lamar Jackson, he needs to improve with a pass. I think it's fair to say he's been... Really dodgy recently, though, last week he only dropped four of his 23 pass attempts, so that's actually quite impressive, and the Patriots have just come off a game where they were burned by Joe Flacco, and this isn't even like 2012 Joe Flacco, this is very much 2020 Joe Flacco. Hey, hey, this is elite dragon Joe Flacco. This the most elite Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco. 
put some respect on the man's name. You know, he was the first player as quarterback to beat Brady in Foxborough. <laughs> and yet, in that game, <laughs> and yet in that game, he threw for a whole thirty-six yards. Oh, that is wow, so that's that's an elite that quarterback right there. Yeah, that is um, elite. If, if you want to read right. about, if you want to listen to it, um, Secret Base of the video. I know I'm recommending a Secret Base video. Tick that one off if you've got it on your bingo card. Um, NFL Blitz bingo. Alex recommends Secret Base. Um, Tom Brady's <laughs> worst playoff game. Because it really is something to behold. In fact, it was his worst playoff game as well, Joe Flacco's. And yet he beat Tom Brady in Foxborough, which is something at the time no one had ever done. That team around him must have been something else. In any case, yeah, um, yeah, the uh, the Ravens have been really interesting. I think teams have started to figure out what makes Lamar Jackson uncomfortable recently. Mm. That's fair. Which is an well, issue for him. He um, said... Sorry, he no, said on. that they're calling out the Ravens' plays on the on the D-line. You know, like when they go up to want to play, that the defense are calling yeah. the play out. That's easy. They're going to run it! They are going to run the football! Because that's all they do. I mean, come on, it's, it's easy to figure out. Yeah. No, I, I, I think, yeah, like they really are starting to figure it out in a lot of ways and i think that's definitely something they need to be worried about i'm enjoying it i'll be honest i mean you would but as someone who can kind of watch from afar and in theory dislikes the ravens because i have a soft spot for the steelers much like you have one for the giants um Mm. at the same time they're playing good football and it's fun to watch so you know i'd like to see this offense get back in its group this is about as close as they get to a tune-up game, which is strange to say about the Patriots, yeah. but the Patriots also have absolutely nothing on the offense. I so, love that you have a soft yeah. spot for Pittsburgh. Like wow, that's really <laughs> nice. The reason I have a soft spot for New York is because I went there. Yeah, I know. I do have a soft spot for Miami though now because of Josh. So you know that's, this, oh, this love we all have for each other's teams. We all it's... wish for each other's teams to succeed. Yeah, indeed. Mostly in... because none of us are in the same division. Yes, that, and are very unlikely true. to play each other at and any point. At yeah. least you two are in the opposite conference, so you know. Yeah. The six and two Baltimore Ravens travel to the three and five New England Patriots. I was going to lock this. But I am going to take a Ravens win. Ooh, do I want to lock this or not? Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens win here. I'm not going to lock this one up. I have another game that I might actually end up jinxing, but... I'm not going to lock this. I'm going to go for the Ravens. I'm, not, I'm going to keep my powder dry for now, I think. And right. 95% of the pick community also go with the Ravens. Will has the third pick. All right, I'm going to see if I... We haven't hit number two on the list yet, right? No, we've had one right. and... and um. And 11. Out of interest, you were going to pick a different... It sounded like, Josh, you were going to pick a different game before you picked Baltimore-New England. Theorized that that was number two. What game was that? I'm not going to say where it is. I just want to know which one it was. New Orleans-San Francisco. Okay. Bills-Cardinals. Bills-Cardinals is second, yes. Will just knows me. He just Yeah, let's close let's games between Cardinals. good teams. Yeah, yeah, it's this really is, easy to uh, figure out. This is a really interesting game. I think this is um, one that I think 
absolutely just leaps off the page as being a clash between two teams that are really good and trying to prove definitively that they are really good. The Bills had an excellent game last week. They absolutely imposed their will on the Seahawks. Uh, the Cardinals' defense is a little bit tougher than that. You know, you have uh, stalwarts like Buda Baker in that game who will absolutely be trying to, you know, just... just show up uh they have kyler murray on the offense along with you know larry fitzgerald deandre hopkins um i think that this is going to be a really interesting game just because of like the cardinals have had these weird struggles sometimes where they they've played badly against teams that you wouldn't have expected them to lose against you know like their losses so far in the season have come against the Lions, the Panthers, and then the Dolphins weren't so surprising at that point. But, you know, this is an interesting... Uh, it's a very interesting time where I'm trying to figure out exactly who these Cardinals are and how good they might be. Uh, the Bills, on the other hand, have also had these struggles. You know, they, they won a narrow game against the Jets and the Patriots. They have... Yeah, they've beaten everyone else reasonably handily, uh, and they also lost to the Chiefs, but that's not really a, a massive surprise. Um, but these Bills look very interesting, and, you know, I'd, I'd love to see how they develop even more. Last week, Josh Allen threw for 415 yards against the Seahawks. Much improved on previous weeks, but, you know, the Cardinals, not as bad as the Seahawks when it comes to the pass defense. They did struggle against Tua, but they are ranked 11th in the league, which is fine. The run defense is 22nd, and that might be a problem if the Bills like ran ever. They're 25th <laughs> in rush offense. The rush offense obviously is a lot better for the Cardinals. It's led by Kyler Murray and set his insane 7.1 yards per carry. <sighs> Jesus. He is the best rusher in the league. He also had a 150.5 passer rating against the Dolphins last week. The Bills rush defence 21st, so great for them. And the pass defence this week, but they are really good at second the quarterback. Arizona do have the second best O-line, though. Um, three this games is... from the... Oh, go on. No. Um, an odd game for me, actually. And really exciting. Uh, obviously, the Bills last time out. A fantastic performance. And they, they were almost comfortable against Seahawks towards the end. Arizona have a little bit more to say, and obviously that Dolphins game, and Kyler Murray looked fantastic. I said on the show before, with his uh, arm and with his feet, he was dynamic. He was dodging tackles like a prime running back. He was absolutely... He looked dual threat in the way that Lamar Jackson looks dual threat, but in better form than Lamar Jackson at the moment, frankly. Uh, so he's a massive one to watch. Um, oh, wow. This is going to be so close. Uh, I'm really excited to see what um, Kyler Murray can do, yeah. actually, because he just looked so good last time out. Last few times they've played, um, three, their third to last game was in 2008. Anyone know who the Buffalo Bills quarterback was in 2008? First round pick. Not at all. Who? <laughs> I mean, you won't get it. Peterman. Yeah, wait, in 2008. No, that wouldn't have been. No, you wouldn't have got it. It's everyone say it with me. JP Lossman, who Ooh. had a whole 952 attempts in his career, an average rating of 75.6. So 
33 touchdowns, 34 interceptions. Just looking through these old games, Kurt Warner was playing for the Cardinals that day, a pass rating of 107.3, they won 41-17. Then, the time after 2012, who was the Buffalo starting quarterback in 2012? Bad game, 68.9 passer rating. Still won. Yeah. Does anyone know? Uh, afraid not. Josh should know. <laughs> Don't say that. Well, it's a big clue in fact I've said you should know. Buff played for Buffalo at quarterback. Yeah. Played for Miami at quarterback. It, it's the Wait, beard. Wait, hang on. Of course it is. It's beard, the, the beard. The beard, the, the beard that's feared. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 68.9 pass rating. Kevin Kolb playing for the Cardinals that day, 64.3. This is just, this is just fun. And <laughs> the last time they played was in 2016. That fun year, the fun times. The Bills won 33-18 despite Tyrod Taylor only having a pass rating of 51.9. Probably helped that Carson Palmer had a pass rating of 36 and threw four interceptions. Hey, look, David Johnson was good back then as well. Oh, happy times. Yay. Anyway. Oh, yeah, just shocking. The 7-2 Buffalo Bills travelled for 5-3 and three Arizona Cardinals. I'm taking a Cardinals win. Uh, likewise. Uh, yeah. I'm actually going to take the Bills win on this one. Ooh. I will lone wolf this. <laughs> Make the noise. Or don't. Um, sixty-four <laughs> percent. I, I knew we wouldn't. Sixty-four percent joining Will in picking the Bills. Okay, I have the fourth pick. Then, and I was disappointed. I thought you'd pick out a self-interest, Josh, because my third game is Los Angeles Chargers at Miami Dolphins. That's absolutely fair. I, I was tempted to go for fair. that. I am. Um, I'm excited for. This I didn't game. want to seem too selfish, though, so I thought I'd go for it further down the order. I would have picked it yeah. next had you not. Uh, yeah, you go for it before I go on to a rant. Gotta mention them Chargers Navy uniforms. They are so nice. They look really good. They're really, They're really, good. really nice. I really like them. Um, Tua had his first big game last week at a pass rate of 122.3 against the Arizona Cardinals, who we've just mentioned actually have a decent defence. The Los Angeles pass defence, not as good. They're only 17th. The rush defence is 16th. But why are we talking about Los Angeles defence or the Chargers defence when we could be talking about Justin Herbert some more? Why are we not spending all of our time talking <laughs> about Justin Herbert? A pass rate of 105.9 against the Raiders last week. Another impressive performance. He can run as well. He's a good dual threat quarterback. Not quite like Kyler Murray, who ran for like... All of the yards against Miami, if I remember correctly. He did. Yeah. And Miami's rush defense, 25th. So, despite the fact that he's not Kyler Murray, he should be able to get a good game out of his legs. And that might be good, because as much as Miami struggled against Kyler Murray, that very much is the outlier. Miami's past defense, ranking 8th overall so far this year. Yeah. Nice. Josh, you can just go for it now. Thank you. Let's go, <laughs> boys. Uh, right. This is really interesting game. Herbert versus Tua. Justin Herbert's looked really good, but the Chargers haven't. I don't think they've been unlucky in a few games, sure, but they're still two for six. So, and that's one and three away, and Dolphins are at Hard Rock Stadium. So that's going on something. But no, Justin Herbert has looked fantastic. Like uh, Will said, I didn't expect him to be that good. 
at all the Tyrod Taylor incident I thought would be a weakness. It hasn't been. He looks really, really good. Um, more comfortable in the pocket, actually, I think it's fair to say. And just yet yeah, a joy to watch. Tua was very good last time out. He looked, didn't look as nervous as he did on his debut. Uh, he was, he's just, his accuracy is astonishing. The Just the pinpoint nature of his passes last time out were so, so good. It's not something you get with Fitzpatrick, I don't think. I think the beard that's feared looks more solid at times in the pocket, but uh, that may just be down to, to stature, but Tua looks really accurate. He looks more mobile. He was good to run. And I'm excited to see what he can do against this Chargers side because I don't think the Chargers are as bigger a challenge as the Cardinals, with all due respect. Uh, looking at the injury list, which is what I'm worried about as a Dolphins fan, we have Matt Breda was limited on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, some other big names, Byron Jones, uh, was on the injury list before practice Wednesday and Thursday, uh, as was Shaq Lawson, who had that uh, interception and return for a touchdown last time out. Uh, his shoulder, but he was full. Durham Smart, tight end, who has been really good for us this season, actually. He was limited in both. And I'm glad to see Adam Shaheen, tight, another tight end, was full practice on both Wednesday and Thursday. So a couple of limited there that I'm worried about, but hopefully to have a fair few people back. Ooh, I don't want to say confident for this game because Justin Herbert does look really good, but certainly more confident than I was for Arizona, and we saw how that turned out. So I don't know what you guys think. Mm. I mean, you'll hear exactly how confident I am once we get to the uh, Pick'em side, but yeah, <laughs> I, I think the Dolphins are a really, really good side. I think that the Chargers almost at this point have to be said to have the anti-clutch factor you know when it really matters and the game is on the line the chargers will always lose and that's really unfortunate for chargers fan but thus is the curse of dean spanos they are two and six they have won they played a lot of games close but they just can't win mommy last beat the Chargers in 2017, their first year in Los Angeles. And I believe this might have been one of their first games in Los Angeles as well. The quarterback for the Dolphins that day got a pass rating of 101.8. The main running back rushed for 122 yards. Josh, who were them two people? No, don't ask me questions. Uh, I'm asking you questions, Josh. Ryan Tannehill and... Ooh, 2017... Was JJ there at that time? I think he was, but main one, I don't think so. Oh, that's difficult. Well, I'll tell you right now. I want, I want the... to say um, uh, uh, Kenyon Drake. Oh, Kenyon Drake had one run for minus three yards. Oh, for God's so it sake. It wasn't him. It was JJ. It was JJ. It was JJ. Oh. The quarterback, Jay Cutler. No, it oh, wasn't. It was. He had no, a pass rate of 101.8. No, that's <laughs> the not time possible. before that, you Alex played in. Lo- you played in Sandy. No. <laughs> <laughs> you played in San Diego the year before Ryan Tannehill played, then had a pass rate of 130.6 as the Dolphins nice. went 5 and 4 on the season. You'd won that game as well. But let's predict this game, Ben. The. Two and six Los Angeles Chargers, 12 to the five and three Miami Dolphins. I'm going to say the Chargers will go up 40-0 and the Dolphins will score 50 straight and win. Dolphins win. 
Uh, yeah, I'm going for, oof, hopefully you won't jinx it, but um, how about those Dolphins? Dolphins are going to win, and I'm going to lock them in. Ooh, well. You miss one up. Oh, if hey, you, you did this it to now. me. <laughs> I, I did think... this last week as well. <laughs> I I think if you hadn't, if you two didn't lock it, the Steelers would have won with a new record points total in the NFL. <laughs> and because you two locked it, it made it a, only a close win. So you did jinx it. 82% right. of the NFL picking community Again, the going Chargers with the Dolphins. Do not have a clutch gene. Dolphins. As good as uh, Justin Herbert is, he can't play every position at once on both sides of the ball. Do you know what? I think he could. Such <laughs> okay. so is Herbert let's, mania. Let's maybe not. I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, 82% going with the Dolphins. By the way, I was just reminded, and this would haunt Josh more than me, but I did just randomly remember yesterday that Jimmy Johnson once coached the Miami Dolphins and it was like just a disastrous oh. failure. God. Okay. Yeah. I forgot about that. I mean, I, I don't know where I remembered it. Like, my brain just went, hey, hey, do you remember that Jimmy Johnson coached the Dolphins? I was like, oh my God, he did, yeah. I just made myself sound actually insane. I'm not. Trust. Please believe me. Anyway, Josh, you have the next pick. Okay, let's look for something that might be up there on Alex's list. Good teams. You you can just pick. But you know, I don't want to. <laughs> your your favourite. I can't see any of this. I'm going to go with. Tampa Bay, Carolina. I don't know how far that is up. That is Tampa actually Bay. fourth, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay. To, I mean, Carolina, half decent. But yeah, let's go with that. So Tom Brady, let's talk about Tom Brady. Last time out was three interceptions, 40. I believe. 40.4 passivating. Yeah, it wasn't good. It really wasn't good. And they were made to look stupid by New Orleans, frankly. Uh, they're six and three, however, and they're... Slightly behind New Orleans, who are six and two in the uh, in the conference in the NFC South. So mm, they need this. They really need this Tampa Bay, and Tom Brady needs this. He needs a really good sort of almost exhaustive performance to to get New Orleans out of his system, frankly. And they're coming up against a Carolina side that is three and six and is quite poor at home. So so we'll see. What do you guys think? So, yeah, Tom Brady last week was absolutely atrocious at 40.4 passive rating. By the way, the Panthers have lost each of their last four by eight points or fewer, so they really know what misery is at this point, because that must just be painful. Teddy Bridgewater did play well last week, though, and they've been using all of their weapons on offense, and, of course, Christian McCaffrey's back, and that's wonderful, or he was back until he was injured late in last ge- in the last game against the Chiefs. He, ex- he is expected to be out this week again. Oh my gosh! They just, I was just about to is... say that was that would have been the thing that pushed me over to to maybe picking Carolina. Yeah, and no, he's out. Goodbye. Well, actually, though, if you remember last year, it's, I don't know why this sticks in my head so much. The number of times I wrote Christian McCaffrey, great running back, but cannot seem to do it against the Bucks defense, was. That well, two true. times, because we previewed the game two times, oddly enough. 
Um, so, yeah, it might not have mattered anyway. Tampa couldn't do anything against Drew Brees last week. They are usually strong-ish with the pass defence. You know, they're top 10. Tampa still have the best rush defence of the league, and it means it's going to be tough for Mike Davis, who has put in some good performances backing up McCaffrey, or actually replacing McCaffrey so far this season. Last week, Carolina held Kansas to 2.5 yards per carry, and that might sound impressive, but Tampa... Well, they just decided not to bother even running the ball last week. They had, in total, total, this is an NFL team, five carries for eight yards. One of them was a kneel down. Yeah. That is the, the single uh... lowest figure in recorded NFL history for, like, <laughs> rushing attempts. That's incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, meanwhile, Carolina did, st- sorry, Carolina did struggle no. against Patrick Mahomes, but... They shouldn't struggle as much this week. They have a good defense that's so good at a stopping the quarterback in general, but b limiting them to low low um passing plays. Yeah, and the key to beating Tom Brady is to put him in the dirt. You know I, that is obviously true for a lot of quarterbacks, but especially for Tom Brady, he is one of the last breed of the kind of you know, plant your feet in the ground and never move pocket passes, you know? He's not scrambling out of the pocket. So you, you know, pop his pads a couple times, get him feeling a little insecure in what he's doing, he'll start to look for the throws underneath. He'll start to look for the short throws where it's easier to, you know, just to to stuff him and make sure they can't convert on the third down. I think... The running game for the Bucks seriously is a problem, especially given that they have Leonard Fournette on the team, who you'd expect to be a lot better um, than he is right now. I just... It's such a strange thing, because there's so many good players on the team right now. And, you know, maybe maybe Antonio Brown, with another week to integrate into the offense for Tom Brady to get comfortable with him, will pop off, have an explosive game, and score three touchdowns. Who knows? But... Yeah, this is the Bucks are such a schizophrenic team. <laughs> the Bucks were supposed to be solid all round, and they they just don't seem to be that way. Like you say, they're misfiring on offense. Uh, Tom Brady needs to get back to looking more fluid. I know was Will saying he's obviously not a, a great runner with the ball, and that's why he needs those options in his wide receiver course to just take that pressure mm. off him. Whereas other quarterbacks for me don't need that same sort of relief, but uh, there we go. An interesting game to be sure. Mm. The six and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the three and six Carolina Panthers. I'm taking a Buccaneers win. Yeah. So yeah, as much as I think the uh, Panthers will make it this an interesting game without Christian McCaffrey, I'm going to take the Buccaneers win. And, Josh, I know you have to rush off. Yeah. So thank you for coming on the NFL Blitz. Yeah, no, cheers. Always a pleasure. Uh, hope to, uh, yeah, see you Tuesday while yeah. we'll be reviewing these ones and see how many I got wrong. Cracking stuff. Yeah. Enjoy a fun, action-packed weekend of football. Oh, wait. Yeah. <sighs> um, the international break. The less said so about much. the international break, the better. It needs to die. It does. I, I was on a beautiful game, the final whistle, on Sunday, six through seven, U R Y, and Dom was celebrating for fantasy international break, and I was like, why? Why? In all fantasy, like writes professionally almost about England, so, but still, I don't get it. 
I don't like it. I think it's, I think the international break should be outlawed. Don't know how you do that, but it should. Just a UN declaration against the yeah. international break. Oh god, I hate it. Indeed, it's like the bye week <laughs> in American football, but at least with the bye week in the NFL, this there are the, still good games. games. Yeah, yeah. Actually, before you go, Indeed. did anyone see that college game between? I'm trying to remember who played in it now. Will, you follow college football. What was that game that happened this week that was mental? Notre Dame versus Clemson? No, 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 no. no. It, I want to say Liberty uh, were playing in it, but I don't think it was. No, you know, yeah, it was. Virginia Tech and Liberty. Did anyone see that? Uh, I don't think so, no. Watch the ending to Virginia, Virginia Tech versus Liberty because it is absolutely hilarious. Uh-huh. Will do. So essentially, field goal for Virginia, t- um, for Liberty, Liberty, blocked by Virginia yeah. Tech, ran into the end zone for a touchdown until they gave a penalty against Virginia Tech, which meant the Liberty got the ball back. They threw it up the field, completed it for a short game, which gave them a better field goal, which they converted to win. And that all happened within like two sec, two in play seconds. Oh it was God. incredible. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah. Right. Uh, take it, boys. Have a good one. I will catch you. One. Will, are you on there on Tuesday or are you on a hiatus? Uh, I will probably be on the hiatus. My law school exams are coming up and I need to start outlining more, which means these two hours in the morning, which I do enjoy spending with you guys, probably can't happen for a little while. No worries. In which case, good luck with oh, your exams. Um, yeah, let us know much. how you get on, mate. And will you have the next pick? All righty. Being honest, we don't have a lot of great games left, so I'm just going to go with my personal thing and go Eagles-Giants. Out of interest, um, the highest game left was fifth. Where do you think that ranks? Vikings-Bears? No, no, no. I mean, where do you think Giants-Eagles ranks? Oh. Close to last. It's literally fifth. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, close game. I would have thought it'd be be down near uh, Washington Lions. No, no. It's all all really we deserve. Um, (laughs) In any case, Giants and Eagles. So, this is going to be the game where we see if Daniel Jones can continue his no turnover streak for the second game in a row. Please. God almighty. Long, incredible streak. Um, Yeah. Also, we're going to see if this O-line can actually figure out a way to not be awful. And if Andrew Thomas can maybe be worth the pick that we spent on him. Because it's it's been pretty bad. Um, what I am excited about, not necessarily this week, but for the week after, is that we are getting Xavier McKinney back after the bye. Our second round pick, he is a cornerback, I believe, or maybe a He's safety. safety. Yeah, safety. Because um, I, I remember I am... raving about him in my mock drafting, saying the Dolphins absolutely had to take him because he's brilliant. And I, I even I, I remember directly saying, don't be surprised if he's not there, he may go in the teens. So I'm, I'm actually quite well, giddy. We got him. And, you know, it was very unfortunate that he broke his foot in uh, the preseason, yeah. or the training camp. But he will be back after the buy, and that is very interesting to see. It's another piece added on to what is looking to be an incredibly stout defense. Um, as much as I will 
trash David Gettleman basically for overvaluing uh, players and draft picks too much. I will say his free agent signings for the defense this year were surprisingly good. That's not enough to let him keep his job next year. I think that it's an absolute mistake if we let him keep his job uh, last year, next year. But I think that that'll definitely be something to consider closer to the end of the year. We have not beaten the Eagles for years. We really need this win. Not just as something to, to kind of keep on binding this team together. Not just because it takes us closer to playoff contention in the NFC East. But also you really because... You don't want that. I really don't want that. But at the same time, it would be very funny. Not just because it takes us closer to playoff contention, but also just because, you know... It's, I just... I'm so tired of losing all of the time. I don't care if we get a less good draft position. I just want this team to win with what it can get. That being said, we need to play a full 60 minutes of football. We've had a lot of trouble with uh, closing out games, and we just we need to be more consistent on that front. Sorry, when you said I'm so tired of losing, I did remember, I think it was when we were on URY, we were talking about how America is winning all the time and, and you know, Donald Trump's comment about there'll be so much winning you'll be tired of it. And I just remember you saying, yeah. I'm so tired of winning and sounding truly broken. And, see, that was tragic back then, but now it's okay. Yeah. Anyway, like you said, the, by the way, we can be political. It's a podcast. Communism's the way to get it's not. <laughs> <laughs> As you said, though, the Giants' defense actually really good last week. They might have been playing Washington, but they held Alex Smith and Kyle Allen to pass a rating of 81.9. So that's very good. They are second in the league in takeaways, 15 so far on the season. And eighth in sacks, fifth in quarterback hits. They are actually really good. And that sacks one is really important because the Eagles might have the worst O-line in the league. They have given away more sacks than any other side thus far. They are 32nd in the league with 32 sacks, which is really fitting and also dreadful. They're also second worst when it comes to turnovers as well. So this really is set up for the Giants' defense to dominate. They are getting Alshon Jeffrey back, though, it looks like. He's not played a game yet this year, so that might be quite good. Well, it will be quite good for them because... Carson Wentz has been absolutely dire and nothing else on the offense has been working. 12 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, a pass rate of 73.2 on the year. Quit. Meanwhile, well, Daniel Jones hasn't been better. His pass rating 76.1. Yeah. I, I guess that's very no, slightly he's, he's better. Not been good. Hooray. No, he's, he's not been no. good. He was okay last week, 94.2 pass rating, which I think in the era of Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, we can't forget that uh, around 90 pass rating, it, it's okay. It's it's good. It's good. It's NFL level. And despite the fact he was playing against the Washington football team, there's not much reason to assume that the Eagles will be different. The only worry is that the Giants' O-line is seems to be fluctuated between meh and truly horrific. And the Eagles are third in sacks and third in quarterback hits. And when you've got a quarterback who is prone to fumbling the football, getting hit a lot probably isn't preferable. 
Yeah, it's not great. Mm. V, 3, 4, and 1 Philadelphia Eagles travel to the 2 and 7 New York Giants. I've got a soft spot for New York, and maybe it's because I'm a pessimist. I'm taking an Eagles win. Yeah, I'm also going to take an Eagles win. I just... I don't see us doing very well. Um, see, I as was much as I change want my... to be optimistic, as much as we have played a lot of close games this year, we just we also have an anti-clutch gene where just something will go wrong for us, and we just we we can't pull out the game. Uh, I think it'd be nice to go into the bye week with a win. I don't think that's going to happen. I think after the bye week, we're going to have to do as much as we can. But yeah. And Josh is locking the jet. No, he hasn't sent me his picks. Um, yeah. 77% of the picking community going with the Eagles. I'll get back to the Josh picks when um, when he sends them. Anyway, I'm going next. I'm going to go with Denver Broncos at Las Vegas Raiders. Drew Locke's in this game, and I like Drew Locke. And that summarizes this game. Um I honest, also like Derek Carr more than I like Drew Locke. I like Derek Carr more than I like Drew Locke as well. The Las Vegas offense has been quietly really good this year. Obviously, Derek Carr having quite a few good performances. His passive rating has been lurking around 110, which is now actually not too far behind Russell Wilson because Russell Wilson has been dying in recent weeks. Damon Waller, arguably one of the best wide receivers in the title. In the tight end, in the league at this point, tight end, Jason Witten actually performing quite well. And the other one, Hunter Renfro, he's good. I, I'll be yeah. honest, I struggled with my with the amount of time I was able to prep this week. Because I was researching fair trade coffee and Marxism instead, which, you know, what a normal Absolutely. combination. They were yeah. for two different modules, before you ask. <laughs> okay. But, yeah... Josh Jacobs as well is getting better, and with that, it's hard to say where Denver could really have an impact in this game. I don't know if Philip Lindsay's back, I think he is, which is useful, but mm. the Denver defense has been better at containing other teams than the Las Vegas defenses, though I don't really think that's going to be much of a problem for for Vegas this week, to be honest. My brain's dead. I need coffee. I should have been yeah. spending less time researching. It's, this is coffee this is not an interesting game. Mm. I, I don't really know how much. I'll else be honest. Can say. I I don't think the there Raiders are, many are interesting looking like games. a good team. Yeah, no, this week's not a, a particularly great one. Uh, Chiefs are on a bye, so that removes our point where we can just gush over Mahomes for a while. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What are we gonna do when the Chargers are not playing? I talk We're about Mahomes to... some more, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true, actually. I, what about if the Chiefs get the first round by and the Chargers don't make the playoffs? We're going to have to spend a whole week not gushing over Mahomes and Herbert. Oh, We're doomed. Gosh, that would be tragic, yeah. Yeah, this is why the Steelers need to get the first round by. That is my only reason for thinking that, definitely. Anyway, the three and five Denver Broncos travel to the five and three Las Vegas Raiders. I'm taking a Raiders win. Yeah, I'm also going to take the Raiders win on this one. I also thought about locking this game up because, yeah, the Broncos yeah. have not looked great. 
97% of the picking community are picking the Raiders as well. And you have the next pick. Oh, is that Josh with his predictions? It very much isn't. All right. Um... St. Pauli losing. Oh, no, St. Pauli won. Hey, Let's... it's a friendly. Who cares? Let's go 49ers Saints. Let's do that. I guess. I... Yay. This also isn't really an interesting game. We have the, the majesty that is Nick Mullins at quarterback for the 49ers with no George Kittle, no Bosa on the other side of the ball, and an incredibly depleted team by injuries. This is about the worst. I think this is about the best way to get a Super Bowl hangover that you could imagine because it's not like your team's terrible. It's just that no one's healthy. Um, mm. The Saints, on the other hand, had a very, very encouraging game against the Buccaneers last week. I think that it showed that, hey, you know, with Michael Thomas back in, uh, Drew Brees might actually be pretty cool. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, they're proving that the Saints are making the case that they might actually be one of the more complete teams uh, in the NFC if they have all of their players together. The Saints are a good team. The 49ers are a good but injured team. So mm. not good right now. See, I quite like Nick Mullins as a quarterback. I, I think he's probably one of the better, more serviceable backups in the league, to be honest. Like you said, Drew Brees, really good game last week. A 135.2 pass rating. And it did help, as you mentioned, that Michael Thomas came back in. But he only had 51 yards, um, six targets, which was quite surprising. I thought he would have literally all of them. Especially when you look at that score. The pass defense for San Francisco didn't cope with Aaron Rodgers while on Thursday Night Football, like, at all. They had a pass rating um, against 147 Point two, great, and I mean, oh, okay, wow. Taysom Hill ran for fifty-four yards. I've just seen that. Huh. Come again. That's interesting. And had a one hundred and eighteen point eight passer rating. Yeah. That's weird. Admittedly, he only scored for. He was only on the field for like. Yeah. I don't know. Nick Mullins had a commendable performance at quarterback for 49ers. It was it was okay, given the circumstances. 86.7. I'm not overly mad at that, to be honest. I think that's fine. Yeah, Raheem Mostert probably needs to carry more of a load. He's only getting 75.8 yards per carry thus far. And if they want to win this game, they really need to lean in on the, on the rush game. Not that that's going to be easy. New Orleans have the second best rush defense in the league. Maybe they try and find Debo Samuel some more. He's had a reasonable season. He's only played four games thus far, but in them games, he's had 185 yards, which it's fine, I guess. And whilst I would be optimistic, I'm not going to be because this is a Saints side who just slaughtered Tom Brady on national television. And now they're yeah. facing Nick Mullin and the four-game into the season experience of Debo Samuel. I mean, I, I don't see how they win this. Yeah, I think that this is uh, very rough for them. Yeah. Um, Try the pass, can't pass. Try the run, they can't run. They, they've never ran. They've got the best, got one of the best rush defences facing them. Yeah. It's, it's impossible. I wonder how That's we're going right. to predict this game. 
I wonder. V4 and 5, San Francisco 49ers travel to V6 and 2, New Orleans Saints. I'm taking a Saints win. Uh, Yeah, I'm also going to take the Saints win. There are 2% of some mad lads out there who are picking the 49ers. Oh, wow. 98% yeah, going with the Saints. Those are some hardcore San Francisco fans. They are some mad lads. Anyway, I'm going to go next then, and we're just going to rush through the rest of these, because honestly, who cares? Well, actually, I do, because the next game is Cincinnati Bengals at Pittsburgh Steelers. Joe Burrow, welcome to your baptism of fire, hopefully. The Steelers have the second best pass rating allowed in the league so far this year. They have the fifth best pass defense when it comes to yards per game which should be a big problem for the Bengals' offense, especially when you consider as well that they keep teams to a frankly ridiculous 56.7% completion percentage, and they also are best in the league with interceptions as well. Sacking, they're the best at quarterback hits, they're the best at the Steelers' defense bar last week where they made Garrett Gilbert look serviceable. This Steelers' defense really is something else. I, I don't think... I, I was kind of struggling with it earlier on this season, but though I don't think there's any debate, I think the Steelers have the best defense in the NFL now. I, yeah, I don't no, see a I team who can that's... rival them. Yeah, I think that that's about right. Yeah, and we mentioned stacks, we mentioned blitz, we mentioned all of that for Steelers. The Bengals are 29th in sacks allowed, which really doesn't make it great. Joe Burrow... He's been he's been quite good on the year, not just in Herbert levels, because no one's at Justin Herbert levels. Eleven touchdowns, five interceptions, an average pass rating of ninety one point four, which is okay, especially for your first year, especially by, behind an O line that is that bad. Though the big problem in this game, the big question, Ben Roethlisberger, he was okay last week, three hundred and six yards, three touchdowns, a pass rating of one hundred and thirteen point eight, and he played half that game whilst being injured seemingly. Both of his knees have apparently been causing problems this week as a result of that game, and he was on the COVID list because he was exposed to someone with COVID. So, oh my god, this could go horribly. If he doesn't play, I think we've seen exactly what Mason Rudolph offers, which is sweet FA. Yeah. So No, Mason Rudolph is definitely... what what is super interesting to me this year is that I think this is the year we see a lot of quarterbacks taken off the board by a lot of teams because we're mm. seeing both both the fact that some long mainstay quarterbacks are starting to age out of the league and like we're seeing at least from the Steelers that they do not have the next answer at quarterback. Yeah. Um, and there's a decent number Don't of good quarterbacks win. this year. You know, we mm. have. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, of course, Justin Fields, Trey Lance. There's um, uh, it's that guy out of Nebraska, Zach Wilson, I think, who's been lighting up the league. Re- uh, no point asking me. Uh, I think, yeah, Zach Wilson from, like, B- yeah. BYU, um, who has been just lighting up the, uh, you know, the, the, the college level lately and I think really yeah. um, is going to be t- – and, yeah, like, a lot of teams need a new quarterback. Mm. I tell you what, by the way – when Mason Rudolph was drafted by the Steelers, they were saying, the scouts, that some of them had a first-round grade on him. Who had a first-round grade on Mason Rudolph again? And how have they not been fired? Yeah. Yeah, it's not What's great. more concerning, though, 
is that this offense is incredibly one-dimensional because James Conner has, again, he's had good games, but for the most part, he's been really poor. Last week, against the Dallas defense, arguably the worst defense since the merger, 2.4 yards per carry. That's the sort of level that gets you caught. Yeah. I mean, he's got to improve. I, If there's any week, if this, this has to be the game for, for him because the... Bengals are last in yards per carry. They are 29th in yards per game when it comes to the rush defense. If he can't do it this week, start looking to trade him because there's there's no hope for him anymore at that point. Either the, the system's not working or he's not working or something because that sort of level is, is unacceptable. It might be better to lean on the rush as well, not only because of the Ben factor, but because of the fact that since his past defense is actually okay, yeah. very middle of the pack, maybe slightly in the top half. Yeah. Okay, the two, five, and one Cincinnati Bengals travel to the eight and zero oh Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm taking a Steelers win. Just. Yeah, I'm gonna take a Steelers win as well. You guys have a bad history of almost losing to the Bengals and sometimes outright losing to the Bengals. Yeah. But you know. I mean, we do play in their conf- their, their division. In all fairness. Yeah. We play them more. Though, you know, sometimes they manage to lose to us. And, oh, that's a hit on Antonio Brown. That's going to be pass interference. And it's going to put the Steelers into field going. Oh, Vontes Burfix punt someone in the face. Oh, that's easy field goal range. Oh, they've won. Yeah. That was a fun game. It wasn't. Yeah. It was really not a fun game. I can imagine. Mm. Then again, it was a night game, as you know, and or, or not, I don't know. And um, I I stayed up to follow most of it, and you know Landry Jones had to go in at quarterback at one point, and that's the point I gave up on the idea of advancing to the next round of the playoffs. What I should have realised is we were playing the Bengals in the Andy Dalton era, and if there's one thing that defines the Bengals in the Andy Dalton era, it's doesn't get past the first round. Doesn't yeah. get past the wild card. Anyway, we'll quickly rush through the rest of them then. Minnesota Vikings at Chicago Bears. Let Dalvin Cook. That is the key to victory. That's the only thing you need to know, to be honest. If yeah. the Vikings can get Dalvin Cook running, they win. If the Bears can stop Dalvin Cook, they win. That's yeah, it. it's a question of what do you trust more, the Bears defense or Dalvin Cook? And at this point, I am inclined to trust Dalvin Cook. I am inclined to t- trust Dalvin Cook. If he'd been playing like this all year, like he did last week, he'd probably be a real MVP contender. Yeah. Anyway, the 3-5 and five Minnesota Vikings travel to the 5-4 and four Chicago Bears. I'm taking the Vikings win. I am also going to take the Vikings win. Jacksonville Jaguars at Green Bay Packers is... Is Gardner Minshew playing? Uh, he might still be out with a thumb injury, in which case we'd have the magic of Jay Gluten. In all fairness, I, I, I'm not I'm not a fan of Jay Gluten. You know, it makes me it makes me feel quite ill. So I go for the like free from sort of range. Uh, guess yeah. you have a bit of a gluten sensitivity then. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> we didn't mention it earlier. The Patriots have twenty injuries listed. <laughs> I completely uh, forgot about that. Yeah. I wrote it in I the intro. Seeing, I remember seeing last week that they had uh, 
Nikhil Harry on the uh, injuries list, which is like their one decent player. Well, Julian Edelman. Julian Edelman is good when he's not getting absolutely plowed into the dirt. That's true. Though he is, and I'm sure you'll agree, the greatest quarterback of all time. That is also true. That is true. I mean, I like Jake Luton. He played really well last week. He looked, uh, and most importantly for me, and I think this is the most important aspect of any rookie, how composed do you look? How willing to lead your team do you look? He looked really good in both of them aspects. But the Packers have Amon Rodgers. That is also true. And um, the Packers' defense is not good, but that Jaguars' offense is not exactly... And that Jaguars' defense is very much not good. Yeah. Which is hilarious, given that just, you know, three years ago, they were one of the most feared defenses in the league. Aaron Rodgers will be very angry about how last week went. And you don't like Aaron Rodgers when he's angry. Oh, no. Aaron Rodgers, when he's angry against a team that can do nothing to stop him, is going to be very unfortunate. Yeah, and it leads me to this. The 1-7 Jacksonville Jaguars travels for 6-2 Green Bay Packers. I am locking Packers. There's no Um, way the Jags win this, surely. You just jinxed it, you idiot. Yeah, of course. The first lock of the season was also against the Jaguars. So... I, I believe well. if if I keep locking against them and they keep winning, I might get a key to the City of London because obviously the Jags are the UK side. So Shahid Khan, or which yeah, it is Shahid, will sort that yeah. out for me. Finally, Houston Texans at Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it's a game. Yeah, yeah, this is a game. Uh, hopefully, the Browns can get a run game going. If they can, they probably have a decent chance. Um, the Houston Texans, though, are in a very interesting position right now where they are at the point where they either have to decide whether to blow everything on trying to get J.J. Watt a ring or blow everything up and rebuild as much as they can around Deshaun Watson while he still has a good arm in him. There is a really easy way to get J.J. Watt a ring. Fun times and Pittsburgh today. Pittsburgh. (laughs) 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 Yeah, trade to the Steelers. That's exactly it. The past defense still continues to be ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you'd you'd love to see it. I'm I'm pretty sure most NFL fans would love to see it at this point, just because you know they're 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 brilliant. The Watt family, and also it means that. Teach their, their, their mother doesn't have to wear like a half and half shirt, which, as we have discussed before, is just like immoral to have like half and half anything. We don't support it here. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the Texans' defense is still one of the worst in the league. And I, I know Baker Mayfield's been hot and cold this year, but I mean, I don't care if he's not got old Al Beckham and has to rely on Donovan Peoples-Jones. I don't care if he has to just, you know, go on um, Gumtree and and ask someone to... Is Gumtree a thing in the US? Yes, I, feel, I want I feel to say. Like there's a... There's a different one in the US. Anyway, I'm not he's going to sure. have to go on Gumtree and ask a random person to be a wide receiver for, for the Brown yeah. to set. I don't care. They'd still should be able to get an offense going against these Texans. Especially like you said with the rush game. If they can get that rush game going, then I don't see any way that the Texans win this. 
Anyway, the two and six Texans travel to the five and three Cleveland Browns. I'm taking a Browns win. I am also going to take the Browns to win on this one. That's a very hesitant pick, though. By the way, 82% going with Browns, 99% going with the Packers. These are all on Pick'em again, obviously. Um, 64% going with the Vikings. I'm trying to find other ones I missed. 96% going with the Steelers. Did we do Saints? I don't think we did Saints. I'm going to find Saints. I can't find Saints. Help, where are they? 98%. Oh, yeah, no, we did do Saints. 98% yeah, going with Saints. Saints. Because of the 2% of mad lads. Who are the 1% yeah. of mad lads who are picking Jags? Uh, it's Florida. Florida, yeah. It's, it's, it is exclusively Jason Mendoza. Yeah. Uh, so many, so many memories of a good place. Anyway, I think it's time to wrap up the show then, so I can go and get more coffee and then discuss coffee yeah, with people. Yeah, and I need to do some reading. I need to do more reading on coffee. You know, it's actually gone to the point I might ask my tutor to allow me to write my essay on coffee. Uh... That'd be great. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thank you very much for coming on, Will. Uh, always happy to be here and always happy to be on the show and very sad that I won't be able to do it for Yeah, we we look forward while. to your grand return, whenever that may be. Uh, it shall be announced with fanfare and song. It will, absolutely, by our, like, however, like, two listeners or whatever. Hi. Yeah, Hello, Albert. Hello. Hello. How are you? individual in any case anyway that is all the time we have on the nfl blitz then thank you for listening the intro and end music for the nfl blitz was provided by kevin mcleod in competent.com we're back on tuesday to review all games on week 10 of the nfl season until then i've been alex woodward and don't just have a good weekend i have the best play in nfl history have an immaculate one goodbye <laughs> <laughs>